Okay, today we're doing module one in basic physiology and anatomy. So this will be module one, A&P, review of scientific method, review of basic physiological processes, review of cell theory. One, explain the difference between regional and systemic approaches to studying human anatomy. The regional approach looks at all structures and organs within a given area, such as the head and foot, whereas the systemic approach puts all related structures and organs into a functional system for ease of learning. Two, what is the difference between gross anatomy and microscopic anatomy? Gross anatomy looks at large structures and organs that can be seen with the naked eye, whereas microscopic anatomy deals with structures too small to be seen without the aid of a microscope. What is homeostasis? It is an integral part of physiology that looks at how living organisms maintain their steady state. What do histologists study? Histologists study tissues, whereas cytologists study cells. Lesson 1b. 1. In terms of hierarchy of life, put the following in order from smallest to largest. Atom, molecule, organelle, cell, tissue, organ, organism. 2. What is the smallest unit of matter? What is the smallest unit of life? The smallest unit of matter is the atom, where the smallest unit of life is the cell. All living things are composed of cells. 3. What are organs composed of? Tissues. What are cells composed of? Organelles. What are tissues composed of? Cells. 4. Name examples of or major organs in the integumentary system. Skin, hair, and nails. 5. Name examples of major organs in the endocrine system. Hormone-producing glands such as the thyroid or pituitary gland. 6. Name examples of major organs in the nervous system, brain, spinal cord, and nerves. 7. Name examples of major organs in the lymphatic system, spleen, red bone marrow, lymph nodes, and tonsils. Lesson 1c. Identify the four components of a negative feedback loop and explain what would happen if secretion of a body chemical controlled by a negative feedback system became too great. The four components of a negative feedback loop are stimulus, sensor, control center, and effector. If too great a quantity of a chemical were excreted, sensors would activate a control center, which would in turn activate an effector. In this case, the effector, the secreting cells, would be adjusted downward. What regulatory process would your body use if you were trapped by a blizzard in an unheated, uninsulated cabin in the woods? Any prolonged exposure to extreme cold would activate the brain's heat gain center. This would reduce blood flow to your skin and shunt blood returning from your limbs away from the digits and into a network of deep veins. Your brain's heat gain center would also increase your muscle contraction, causing you to shiver. This increases the energy consumption of skeletal muscle and generates more heat. Your body would also produce thyroid hormone and epinephrine, chemicals that promote increased metabolism and heat production. Give two examples of normal physiological processes that use a positive feedback loop. Childbirth and blood clotting result from it resulting from a penetrating wound. The control center is typically which organ of the body? The brain. Lesson 1D. 1. Find a mirror at home and look at yourself in proper anatomical position. Describe what you see in terms of your overall posture, the position of your head, eyes, thumbs, and feet. In proper anatomical position, you're standing erect with your eyes, palms, and feet pointing forward. Your thumbs are pointing away from your body. 
If a person is a proper anatomical position, is the thumb medial or lateral to the ring finger? Your thumbs point away from your body such that the thumb is lateral to the ring finger. The front of the elbow is also known as the antecubital region. The acromial region refers to the point of the shoulder. The antebrachial region is commonly referred to as the forearm. The cervical region refers to the neck. The foot is distal to the knee. Bones are deep to the muscle. The neck is superior to the chest. The navel is anterior to the lower back. The arm is proximal to the forearm. To make a banana split, you have a banana in two long, thin, right and left sides along which kind of plane? This is an example of mid-sagittal plane. The heart is found in the thoracic cavity, or more specifically, pericardial cavity within the mediastinum. The brain is found in the dorsal cavity, or more specifically, the cranial cavity. The liver is found in which two abdominal quadrants? the right and left upper quadrants. Which of the nine abdominal regions is found directly in the middle, the umbilical region? What are the lowest right and left abdominal regions called? The right and left iliac regions. What are the highest right and left abdominal regions called? Right and left hypochondriac regions. Lesson 1e. One, e. one, in 1901, William Rochgen was the first person to win the Nobel Prize for Physics. For what discovery did he win? Nuclear physics, radiopharmaceuticals, the link between radiation and cancer, or x-rays? X-rays. Which of the following imaging studies can be used most safely during pregnancy? CT scans, PT scans, ultrasounds, or x-rays? Ultrasound. 4. What are two major disadvantages of MRI scans? High cost and the need for shielding from the magnetic signals. 5. Which medical imaging technique is most dangerous to use repeatedly and why? CT scanning subjects patients, subjects patients to much higher levels of radiation than x-rays and should not be performed repeatedly. 6. Explain why ultrasound imaging is the technique of choice for studying fetal growth and development. Ultrasonography does not expose a mother or fetus to radiation, to radiopharmaceuticals, or to magnetic fields. At this time, there are no known medical risks of ultrasonography. Lesson 1f. What type of reasoning, inductive or deductive, was used to form our hypothesis? Inductive reasoning is used to form hypotheses. 2. What type of reasoning, inductive or deductive, was used to make our prediction and form our test? Deductive reasoning is used to make prediction and perform tests. 3. A scientific hypothesis has all the following features except that it is able to be proven true. We don't prove hypotheses. 4. Which of the following are assumptions to which scientists adhere when forming hypotheses? The simplest explanation that adequately accounts for all the observations is to be preferred over other, more complex explanations. Hypotheses must be testable and falsifiable cannot rely on faith, and cannot be based on metaphysical or supernatural forces or factors. 5. Which of the following statements is an appropriate, testable scientific hypothesis? People who exercise get fewer colds than people who do not exercise at all. We cannot test whether something is ethical, beautiful, or immoral. Those are value judgments that will vary from person to person. Lesson 1G. 1. Did we support or reject our hypothesis? 
We supported our hypothesis. When offered a choice between the two foods, the tortoise consumed more kale than prickly pear. If we had had an opposite result or no preference shown for either of the foods, then we would have said that we rejected our hypothesis. Two, did we prove our hypothesis? No, we never use the word prove to describe hypotheses. In this case, the only way to prove that all Sonoran desert tortoises prefer kale over prickly pear in late April would be to test every Sonoran desert tortoise in existence, and obviously that would be impossible. Three, can we consider our hypothesis true, fact, or correct? No, we do not use any of those words to describe our hypotheses. We can only find support for our hypotheses. Four, what is wrong with the following statement? It is my theory that the Arizona Diamondbacks have the best pitchers in the league this year and will therefore win their division. This is an improper use of the term theory when it comes to science. What I should have said is, it is my hypothesis rather than my theory. Scientific theories have strong evidence to back them up. They are not guesses at what we think might happen. Lesson 1H. What term is used to describe an individual's personal experience or endorsement? Anecdotal. 2. Peer-reviewed scientific information is published in a primary source. 